Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in on 670 The Score. Good morning to you. Inside the clubhouse is what you're listening to. Bruce Levine out there in Arizona. Matt Spiegel here in Chicago. 40 different providers for the Marquee Sports Network as it debuts today. Bruce Levine. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. You know, we've heard, you know, some things, of course, about uh, what is not there right now, but there there is plenty of supply out there. And uh, some confusion that the uh, Cubs and Marquee have been trying to clear up as to when the connectivity will be there. And you can rest assured by opening day that you will have total connectivity on all your devices and hopefully by then uh, there will be a deal struck with Xfinity and Comcast and everybody in the Chicagoland area including Indiana, Illinois, Wisconsin and parts of Michigan will all be able to uh, tune in and watch Len and JD every day. Yeah, it's. Um, it, it, I think the two big ones that people are waiting for are Xfinity, as you mentioned, and YouTube TV. I know a lot of cord cutters who use uh, YouTube TV as well. So uh, negotiations ongoing, but baseball starts now. In fact, tonight they moved it to 6 o'clock your time, Bruce, where you are, 7 o'clock our time for the debut of Cubs baseball. And our next guest will be there. He joins us on the Alpamonte Ford Hotline, Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park. And he is Len Casper, part of that great team of Len and J.D. that will be giving you all your broadcast on the Marquee Sports Network starting tonight. Len, uh, a seasoned veteran like yourself, thousands of games broadcast. When you're starting with a new entity like Marquee and uh, there's so much excitement around it, are there any butterflies going in? Oh, sure. I, I think at the beginning of every season, uh, no matter what, uh, you have some, some nerves in a good way and butterflies. It's always healthy and good for the soul and for your performance. And because this is a brand new network uh, starting from ground zero and the fact that it will literally hit the air uh, this afternoon for the first time ever is is pretty exciting. And uh, to be a part of it, uh, I'm honored and uh, looking forward to getting on the air tonight. And we'll basically be doing every game uh, here from spring training. So come opening day, uh, we should be uh, really ready to roll. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's amazing. Game on. Um, Len, what's on the broadcast today? Did I read that Mark Grace is part of your broadcast tonight? Yeah, he's going to stop by for a few innings. Uh, we're going to chat with David Ross, 
from the dugout. Uh, Jed Hoyer will join us as well, and uh, Gracie will come up for, I believe, innings five, six, and seven. And and, uh, and otherwise, it's it, it's you and JD. We get JD tonight. No, JD will be there. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's uh, ready to rock and uh, looking forward to finding out what his winter was like. And I'm sure there's always <laughs> uh, some some curveballs there from the big lefty. What uh, what is, are some of the technical aspects that you've been uh, clued in and on what uh, Cub fans will be able to watch differently this year? I think, uh, I mean, certainly ABC and WGN and uh, – you know, before the NBC Chicago did a great job. But I always thought there was something missing uh, from the days of Arnie Harris when uh, they would have cameras uh, that would take you behind the ball ballpark, watch home runs go out of the ballpark from the side. You know, be, it became an issue with uh, cost and technology that they couldn't do that. With Marquis, we're hearing, you know, the technology is going to be off the chart. Yeah, they'll have more cameras uh, for sure. Uh, just, I think, more resources in general. Um, Taylor McGregor uh, will be uh, our sideline reporter and will be with us uh, every day. So we'll have interview opportunities uh, in-game uh, that maybe we didn't have uh, previously. Uh, obviously, we have a lot of studio support. We'll have a third person in the booth on occasion. Uh, and we'll have you know camera positions that uh, have never been seen before. Uh, I know one idea is to have what they're calling a hobby cam uh, embedded in the uh, infield uh, dirt uh, right near second base, just to kind of watch him do his thing from from the ground level. Um, so lots of stuff like that'll be cool. I think some audio things they'll try with uh, miking gloves uh, and and bat racks and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll have an opportunity, I think, to, to try some new things that have not been done here before. And as you guys know, Wrigley Field is the star of the show uh, when it comes to Cubs baseball. So I think uh, presenting the ballpark uh, in the not only in the best way, but uh, finding angles that have not been used before, I think will be a priority. Len, this morning I was looking at a box score of an actual baseball game, and then I watched a highlight of a home run that uh, a major league player hit off a major league player. It was pretty damn exciting, I, I-, I got to tell you. So game on tonight, Alec Mills for a couple innings, and then do you know who's after that? Any idea which, uh, which pitchers are after that? And how, how, many, how many pitchers are we going to see? Eight, nine, something like that? <laughs> I uh, haven't seen the list. Bruce may have, um, but yeah, you know, er, early on, it's uh, generally a couple of innings from the starter, and then it's uh, one inning at at most for everybody else. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to do everything they can to uh, adhere to the three batter minimum rule. Um, you know, there may be uh, exceptions depending on who needs to get work, but I, I think they're going to start that pretty early here to get everyone used to the idea that you, know, you can't make uh, four mid-inning pitching changes without uh, pitchers facing three batters. So that'll be interesting to see, but I don't think it'll be a huge deal. Lenny, uh, what, have, what do you think uh, the, the keys to the Chicago Cubs are in uh, 2020? If you had to pick one pitcher and one position player, who would they be? Well, I, th- I think I'll go just – area by area and pick one thing if that's all right. I, sure. I think um, offensively it's up the middle, right? It's second base and, and center field. You know, finding good offensive production from those two positions uh, is, is an obvious key. Uh, Pitching-wise, uh, we mentioned Alec Mills uh, finding a solid fifth starter, which is not easy to do. 
there's a reason uh, they're number five on the list. But, uh, you know, because you have uh, some age in that uh, rotation uh, with Lester, <clears throat> with Darvish, uh, with Quintana, you know, these guys have been fairly durable. Um, you know, Quintana and Lester in particular have been incredibly durable. Um, but you want to make sure you've got a solid bottom of the rotation to, to you know, win, win a few games that you might not uh, be able to do with your offense at times. Uh, so the fifth starter spot I think will be key. Uh, and then just playing better defense and, and running the bases. So kind of the fundamental part of it uh, is, is, I think, going to be a big uh, uh, focus for, for David Ross and this group. Uh, the Cubs were not a very good base running team last year. They made more outs on the bases. Uh, than any team in the game. Uh, when they were at their best in 2016, they were very solid, making smart decisions uh, on the bases. And defensively, I, I feel like 16 was the best defensive season I maybe have ever seen from any club, and it's just gotten maybe a little bit worse every year since. And you know, some of that is uh, uh, talent. You know, you're, you're going more offense than defense in some positions. Uh, but I also think there's more in there for some guys uh, on this roster to, to be a little bit better and, and make better decisions defensively and not try to force things and, and make plays that aren't there. Yeah, you know, Jed Hoyer, who you'll talk to tonight, uh, openly called the defense and the base running the last two years a massive failure. Strong words. And some of that is is the players themselves, and some of that is kind of a that difficult to quantify overall attention to detail. That sort of um, being being mentally present and and focused. And I know that's what Ross is uh, is supposed to help them find. It makes sense, right? They've been looking for what he brings to the room since he left. They've been describing that that he brings. And are, are you noticing anything uh, already in terms of just attention and focus among the guys? Well, you know, it's hard to really see that. Uh, and I haven't been here long enough to, to notice it. And some of it will have to be displayed during the games. Uh, ultimately, that's the, the, the end product and where you want it to, to show up. It's, it's difficult in this game to, to work too hard on your hitting. There are times when you need to do less. Um, but generally, I believe, and I think most people in the game do, that defense is different, that more work should make you a little bit better, mm-hmm. in some cases a lot better. Uh, so I do think there'll be more uh, defensive drills uh, before games. Uh, it's a lot trickier, as you know, uh, before day games at Wrigley Field, particularly when it's you know in April and May and might be 40 degrees with the wind whipping around. But you know, we used to see Brian Butterfield out there, no matter what the weather was, or Will Venable hitting fly balls and ground balls, and I expect to see the coaching staff doing that uh, again this year. Uh, I, I think in particular maybe an Ian Happ, who has a chance to be kind of a super utility guy. Maybe he'll just flat out win the center field job, but he still views himself as an infielder as well, you know, taking reps at a lot of different positions. Chris Bryant will play some outfield, and I like him out there. Uh, he's willing to put in the work. So, you know, Nico Horner, uh, shortstop by trade, playing second base, I think we'll learn a lot uh, from Jason Kipnis. So uh, I, I do believe defense and, and base running are things that, you know, you need to put the time and effort into to being great at those things, and I think the Cubs will do that here over the next five weeks. You, you touched on a very interesting subject, Len, and that is the possible swapping out of Bryant in center and – uh, Hap at third base. Uh, arguably, that's been the position that Hap has shown to be better at 
than in any of the other positions that he's played. He's, he hasn't been there a lot, but when he has been there, they've been impressed with it. And, of course, uh, Bryant in center field is shocking to a lot of people, yet um, here's a savvy guy that has played the corner outfield a lot, played center field in high school and some in college, and always embraces a challenge uh, with enthusiasm. Your thoughts? Well, it's intriguing. Um, you know, it, I, I, let me put it this way, Bruce. I don't think uh, Chris Bryant would would blanch at any of it. Um, I think he does enjoy the challenge of moving around and would even be fine with not having a position, but, but playing multiple positions and kind of maybe being the anchor third, but depending on the day, uh, moving around the diamond a little bit, which he's done at times. Ultimately, it's, it's going to be a, a manager and front office decision. And my hunch is they still view him as the most everyday third baseman with occasionally moving him to other positions. And, and right now, I think Hap uh, fits in probably better, uh, at least to start spring training, as you know, he and Almora uh, kind of battling for the center field spot and also getting some reps uh, on the infield. Um, but that's kind of my hunch of, of how it will go to start. Uh, but they, things can change, as you know, uh, and a lot of it might depend on what happens at second base as well. Len, um, looking through the depth charts on MLB.com, they always go a little longer than necessary. There's eight starters listed as possible rotation pieces for the Cubs, but this is my favorite. 16 guys listed in the bullpen. <laughs> 16 guys because right. who are these people? There's like five or six or seven people who are just kind of they're taking very interesting flyers on a lot of different guys, whether it's Sadler or Tapera or Adam or Winkler, a lot of names that Cub fans will get to know. Are they are they going to bring these guys into the pitch lab and try to figure out some way to work magic like they did with Kyle Ryan, Rowan Wick, guys like that? Oh, I'm sure some of them have already for sure. I think the the Wick uh, left and right um, experiments worked out pretty well last year, and both guys are going to be a big part of this bullpen. Um, you know, I have to look at the list of guys without options. Uh, uh, Bruce, I think Mills, <clears throat> maybe Underwood. Right? Underwood. Uh, yep. Underwood for sure, yeah. yep. Yeah, so, you know, those things always play into an opening day roster. But, you know, the other thing I'm always reminded uh, by the front office, and, uh, you know, it's easy because it's a – it's the topic in front of us, right? What's the now 26 man roster going to look like on March 26th, but by April 1st, there could be two or three moves already made. So we tend to really throw all of our eggs in the opening day basket. When in reality, you know, the 16 relievers you you see on that depth chart, uh, there's a, there's a decent chance, you know, 13, 14 of those guys will absolutely be on this roster at some point this season and it's just a matter of time and uh, injury and attrition and all of those things. And when guys get opportunities like Kyle Ryan finally did after spending uh, all of what, 2018 at AAA, uh, he grabbed that opportunity and uh, took full advantage of it. And he was here all of last year and now is a big part of this thing. Well, Lenny, uh, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, looking forward to the great broadcast tonight. Marquee Sportsnet making its debut, seven ten Chicago time on many outlets. And also looking forward uh, to you swimming here today from where your hotel is at right now. Puddles everywhere in the uh, Arizona area, but it's supposed to clear up uh, by the afternoon, and it should, it should be uh, a fun broadcast tonight. Yeah, let's hope we play tonight. And uh, one way or the other, we will uh... – 
make the air, and we will uh, do some games here, and uh, looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Len. It's Len Casper, the Cubs broadcaster. Uh, man, first day of games. Every team is supposed to play today. We already have cancellations, Bruce. The Arizona Diamondbacks have canceled their game. The Milwaukee Brewers have canceled their game. It's uh, it's ugly out there. Boo. Yeah, uh, we're, we're supposed to hear in the, about a half hour from the White Sox as well uh, up the road in Glendale. But, you know, again, with the indoor facilities that they have here at these great camps in Arizona, you know, these, these people are able to get all their work in. For instance, very importantly, Lucas Giolito on the uh, on the mound for the first time in spring training, uh, coming in with that rib cage issue, uh, he's, he's going to throw inside today and make sure he gets his work in and projects toward uh, March 26th at guaranteed rate in Chicago. Yeah, Renato Lopez going today for the Sox if they pitch. Um, and then Dylan Cease is uh, supposed to go. Tomorrow, we should talk about that White Sox rotation and uh, and and Don Cooper. With it's a great moment for Don Cooper and a great teachable moment for the game as Coop embraces the new. I'm enjoying that an awful lot. We'll, we'll enjoy some of that. That's uh, Team Hockberg is who brought you this hour. We appreciate him. Visit their new website, 56david.com. That's 56david.com. Phone lines are open the rest of the show if you want to hop in. 312-644-6767. You can text us at 6711. He's Bruce Levine. I'm Matt Spiegel. It's Inside the Clubhouse on the score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to The Score, Sports Radio 670. It's inside the clubhouse. Matt Spiegel here in Chicago. Bruce Levine out there in Arizona. Bruce, paint us a picture. You're there at Sloan Park in Mesa, correct? Overlooking the field? I am, and there's a tarp with a ton of water on it. The sidelines are have uh, multiple puddles that are uh, getting bigger and bigger, but uh, they are promising that uh, toward the middle of the afternoon it's going to clear up, and they're, they're pretty convinced that uh, they're going to be able to have baseball here at Sloan Park later on today and that will be fun for the people here as you said uh, nothing like this to start the baseball season nothing like opening day you know um it's it's been a really interesting spring with storylines on both sides of town what do you think about an umpire for live bp like david ross has has had going out john lester didn't like the uh umpire being verbal but he's john lester and he's he can be slightly grumpy but that's it's pretty unique to have an ump for live bp isn't it i like it for the pitchers i don't like it for the hitters really no because it's not hitters practice it's pitchers practice so you only get a certain amount of uh you know, leeway, and then you're out of the box. Are you really, are, are you really 
wanting to get ready right now on February 22nd hmm. for March 26th, or would this be preferable? You know, uh, you know, as you move forward into the games, and you actually have those at bats. So I think batting practice for me is more getting ready, uh, working on things, not being eliminated in three pitches by a pitcher who, at this time of the year, Matt. Uh, is way ahead of you. The pitchers are way ahead of uh, mm. hitters at this time of the year, and uh, so three, you know, three chances in, uh, you know, with an umpire and you're out. It, it's great for the the pitchers to have somebody standing there. I don't, I don't think it's ideal for the hitters. That makes sense. Uh, I guess the idea is to ramp up the realness and the intensity. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it can, can the hitters go to go inside the cage or go somewhere else to yeah, just take yeah. some more? Sure, they can, and they're. I mean, that's always available. But, mm-hmm. you know, do you want to – I don't like it because it builds up frustration early. You know, it, I don't like the negative of uh, three strikes. Now, uh, you could, you can't say that, hey, we want our guys game ready when they go into our first spring training game, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't agree with that. But nonetheless, uh, that, that's what they're doing. And I, th- I think the good part of it is – is it's it's preparing everybody to be ready mentally, right, Matt? Yeah. Uh, you know, hey, you're going in the box, you're facing live pitching. You know, you better be really, you know, honed in on what you have to do there, and take that back with you into the batting cages. Take that back with you uh, with your mentality for the rest of spring training. That we are all about being ready from day one, and and that. There's nothing wrong about that if that's the message you're trying to send. 670, the score is where you are. Bottom of the hour is brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. Want to sign a one-day contract with the Chicago Wolves? Earn a $5,000 signing bonus. Visit the Sprint Door, Sprint Store on Lamont Road in Darien between 1 and 3 p.m. today. And this segment is brought to you by Illini Care Health. You deserve quality health care. Choose Illini Care Health for health care coverage that includes free gym memberships, after-school care, and school uniforms that either you or your family can take advantage of. Visit IlliniCare.com today. Illini Care Health is a health choice Illinois plan. Um, Bruce, this is a little Don Cooper from when he was in the studio with Mully and Haw um, a few weeks back talking about technology, but it'll set up a conversation uh, I wanted to have with you. This is Coop talking about Rapsodo and Edgertronic and that stuff. If somebody uses the rap soda on the high-speed camera more than us, I'd like to shake their hand. It's out there. We know what it is. And it turns out that over the years, I was always seeking these numbers that they have now. But we didn't have numbers. Me not being on board with this is, is fake news. And here's something that trumps all of the numbers, all of the spin rate, all of the hor- uh, the vertical ride, all of the horizontal, a well-located pitch where you want to throw it. The first part of that cut especially, um, Bruce, is so is so interesting because uh, Coop obviously was a little hesitant with some of the numbers, but now he's wrapping his head around it and he absolutely loves it, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean they've always used numbers, Matt, but now they they have these these new uh, technology things that you can use, and uh, they can they, even for the the guy who doesn't want to get deep into the technical part, you know, you have the analytics departments that that simplify it for you. They simplify it for the coaches. They simplify it for the hitters. You know, every day, you know, the Cubs and White Sox have uh, they have uh, books that they give to each player before a game. You know, literal three, four, five pages on the opponent, on the pitcher that day, some of the tendencies, what do you – what uh, a, a you know, indexes and guides what you want to look for if you study video on your pitcher opponent or on your hitting opponent. Uh, you know, so to, to not use all that uh, technology and information available is – I think that's alien to any, any baseball person. Whether you want to push back 
a new uh, technology or not, you you can't do it. I mean, it's just this stuff is invaluable for you to use. And uh, what Coop uh, relies on later in that soundbite is, you know, you still have to execute your pitches or your batting uh, technique to be able to be functional in baseball. These are these are things that they add on, but. Uh, you know, to see old school embracing it, you know, that's a cool thing. Yeah, and, you know, he talked about this kind of stuff this week, Bruce. He said, you know, because they were talking about the fastball of Dylan Cease and Renato Lopez and how their issues might be best described these days as spin axis Mm -hmm. issues, right? Sure. And Don Cooper says all that is is just another way to talk about what he's talked about for decades, quote, angle or simply getting on the side of the ball. So uh, it's just stuff that he's talked about forever. I've, I've used the term quantifiable scouting for some of this stuff. That's all it is, is a way to count stuff that Coop has talked about forever. Um, and to his credit, he said, to relate to the guys that are weaned by numbers, us as teachers, we have to know them too and be adept at them. But he says uh, for him, this is not brain surgery. The numbers are easy to get, easy to learn, access to spin, easy. We've got it all. I it turns out that Don Cooper embracing this stuff is a really good teachable moment for fans. It yeah, really but, you is. know, in reality, Matt, uh, he's always embraced it, but not to the point where he was aware of it, he, because he's the right. He, he's the he's the guy that that changes grips and has changed pitches for pitchers since he showed up in 2002 at the major league level for the White Sox. Yeah, he's the guy that teaches the cutter and talks about the angles of pitches and and helps people with different grips. So it, it's just more technically there for people to actually look at and function with as a player or as a coach. You know, if you haven't used it before, but you know, I guarantee you all these different grip, uh, you know, angles that are being professed in, in all these metrics, mm-hmm. they're, they're all a part of what Don. Don Cooper has been about for 20 years here with the Sox, and, and a great reason why he's been successful. Yeah, I think you're. I, I think you're absolutely right. So, and so maybe this is you know this is a great moment, it's a great way to extend your career, extend your relevance. Is like to, just to be able to speak the language because everybody's talking about pitch design. Like they use these edutronic cameras to try and really design the pitch. Move your thumb a little bit here, do a little bit of that. I mean, that's what Coop has been teaching people to do forever. So, yeah, why, why, you know, Coop will give give us a. You know, if if all this information is so great and uh, everyone's using it, why isn't everybody great? You know, I mean, <laughs> it gets gets back to you know he believes in coaching, he believes in hard work, he believes in in always being open minded about change, and I, I think it's great. I think it's going to keep him around for a, a while longer. The attitude about looking at this technology, accepting it. More importantly, I think Matt understanding that younger people and millennials. Uh, to a certain extent, they want to see this stuff. They, they want to wrap their head around it. They want to know why, okay? Mm-hmm. They don't want it just a coach telling them about it. They want to have an actual idea about what they're doing themselves. 670, the score is where you are. You want to hop in? You have time to do it. 312-644-6767 on lineup construction, on this uh, quantifiable scouting that we're talking about, on, on any of the issues regarding either team. This is Jeff in Springfield. You're on Inside the Clubhouse. Morning, Jeff. Boys, like I taught my grandkids early, one thing we say on Saturday morning, okay, Google, play 670 to score. Well done. Fox West and Radio, and they know it. Uh, One thing I haven't heard much this offseason at all, and it's something that's bothered me for three years, we're not worrying about the defense very much. And, boy, oh, boy, I'm worried if if Jason Kittness is at second base and Ian Hampson center, Schwarber's in left, 
Ryan's an average third baseman. That defense has not gotten better, and it got to. What do you guys think? Yeah, Matt, uh, and, and thanks for the call. It's, it's, it's a very interesting perception, and it's accurate. Uh, it has been. And, and you know, the, the, the maddening part of what we saw at the end of the last year, no, no pun intended, of course, is that uh, we saw Albert Elmora, a way above average center fielder, look like he had never played the position before in the last month of the season. Distracted, bad routes, balls bouncing off of his glove, uh, not hitting cutoff men, you know, Part of it is, you know, the product of a distraction that he had, I think, from the time that that incident occurred in Houston on. But nonetheless, it wasn't a very good defensive team. And you're right, they, they need very good defense at second base. They happen to have arguably the second or third best defensive shortstop in baseball. That helps a lot. You have the, the first best Without question, I think first baseman in baseball and Anthony Rizzo at first. And you have an improving Wilson Contreras that can really combat the running game and has improved in quieting down and blocking balls behind the plate. Yeah, he still has a way to go in framing, but there's no doubt. But, uh, you, you know, he makes a great point. You know, you can't have two-thirds of your outfield below par, and that's why I think you're going to see more Bryant in center field experiment because of the fact that uh, Hap, uh, a good baseball athlete, has not shown to be extremely proficient in any of the outfield spots that he's played. Yeah, and if you want your best defensive outfield, it's not Hayward in center. Uh, no. As good as he is in right, Absolutely he's, right. he's not the, the best guy in center. Yeah, so you can't have everything, but they can have improved defense. And, and let's see if Ross, who has this keen eye about where people should play, actually does uh, – push you know push Bryant toward center and maybe do a uh, a little bit of a platoon with Bodie and Hap at third base as I keep thinking about the body type of Chris Bryant playing center I keep picturing Dale Murphy I was is yep. Dale, was Dale Murphy that tall I think oh, yeah. so right yeah he was every bit of six five yeah uh, so and, and he was a very excellent center fielder obviously uh, he started out uh, as a catcher. As a catcher, yeah. yeah. So, and he was he was a good catcher, but they said, "Hey, we're not going to burn him and his offensive skills by burying that big body behind the plate." They got him to center field where he was an All Star and an MVP two years in a row uh, back in the '80s. So that's a good that, that's a real good comp, Matt. And uh, hopefully, you know, Bryant. Uh, I mean, has he ever looked awkward to you at any position that he's played? No. No, it, I mean, it, it, it's crazy in terms of awkward. No. Well, tr- tell you the truth, the thing that's most awkward is the throwing arm from third every once in a mm-hmm. while. Yeah, right? yeah, he, he does. He does. You know, the leg, as he says, those long legs have a mind of their own sometimes. <laughs> but maybe they're best suited in the outfield where he, he yeah. can really run. I'm going to be most interested in a bigger ballpark if he's playing center. You know, not not the small ones necessarily – in the central of the National League. But some of the bigger ballparks like in in California and in Colorado, and just to see if he can take that one look and run to a ball uh, in the gap in left center and right center. To me, that's the difference between being an adequate outfielder or uh, uh, an exceptional center fielder. Yeah, that's, now, what, that's what you have to be able to do. Now my mind is spinning with guys who moved to center field mid-career and ended up being real good ones. Ro- Robin Yount won an MVP at shortstop and, and later on won an MVP in center field. Right. So you're talking about sensational athletes right. that can do that. You know, Craig Biggio started out as a catcher 
and became an all-star and, and Hall of Fame second baseman. So, you know, again, uh, the skill set on Bryant says, yes, he can do it for now, absolutely, because of the fact he has speed, he has agility, and he has a trained baseball mind mm-hmm. that's way beyond what he has gotten credit for from people in baseball. Yeah, so uh, these examples are, are, are one way of thinking about it. Don't freak out if that ends up becoming a fairly common, if not permanent, thing of, of Bryant and center field. Except, what, yeah, go ahead. Go, go right ahead, Matt. You're yeah, right ahead. Just sending us to break, Mr. Bruce. One more segment to go, and then uh, Steve Rosenblum at the top of the hour, along with yours truly, inside the clubhouse on 670 The Score. Bruce Levine out there in Arizona, Matt Spiegel here in Chicago and inside the clubhouse. We've got contract news from the Chicago White Sox, a preemptive extension for an arbitration eligible guy. Oh, yeah, it's what they do, isn't it, Bruce? It is. Aaron Bummer and the White Sox have come to terms on a five-year, $16 million deal, Matt. And, uh, you know, as we heard Evan Marshall talk about Bummer being – such a dominant pitcher uh it might have gone unnoticed in some areas but certainly not with the white Sox. the fact that he indeed is a dominant left-hander that will likely be the chicago white Sox closer very soon and uh under this under these new terms bummer gets a million dollars in 20 2 million in 21 2.5 in 22 3.75 23 five and a half in 24 and more importantly, the White Sox hold options for him as he turns free agent in 2025. They have options on those two years, 25 and 26. And if you look at the magic of Rick Hahn over his career, that has been the deciding factor in having outstanding players and also the flexibility and the interest from other teams to be able to take these very team-friendly deals and be able to deal these guys as they peak out uh, for other other players that are really good because of the fact that the contracts extend on into free agency like this one does for two years. Well, that, that, that's, that's the thing, is that whether you keep him or not, I mean, it'd be great to keep him if he's excellent. And if he's, let's say he's a closer or, you know, a late-inning lefty and he's still dominant in 2024, then you pick up that option. But as you say, the ability to trade, they did it with Jose Quintana. They did it with Chris Sale. They did it with Adam Eaton. All of them, because of those contracts that they had signed with those guys, made them more appetizing, and they got a better class of prospect for them. And look at Tim Anderson, uh, you know, signing that deal. Yep. That uh, and, and he he leads the league in hitting and the flexibility. So, give credit to Rick Hahn and the White Sox uh, for being way ahead of the curve. Matt, uh, back in the early 1990s, John Hart started started this process in a small market in Cleveland where he convinced ownership to jump ahead of the curve and sign the Albert Bells and sign the Jim Tomeys and sign the Nagys and the people like that that eventually stayed there for a long period of time and made them a championship team. Yeah, you know, what's, what's interesting, absolutely, and then, um, and then we've seen it elsewhere, but now, the White Sox are really the gold standard for doing this now. And uh, I, I saw the nugget for a non-closer 
who has yet to qualify for salary arbitration. Mm -hmm. It is the biggest contract ever given. So from Aaron Bummer's perspective, you may be looking at it saying, man, five years and 16 mil, that's not a lot by MLB standards. But for Aaron Bummer, he is now guaranteed $16 million, and nobody in his position has ever been guaranteed that much. Yeah, 16 million real dollars. Yeah. You know, not play money like we talk about in sports, but – you know, in real money, like you and I and everybody else who walks around and tries to earn a buck, uh, makes. And, and that is, you know, that is the flexibility for a lifetime for him and his family if, if something bad happens. Well, you know, if he blows out, you know, next week, that money is his, okay? Mm-hmm. He, he is guaranteed that money. It's a smart move for a young guy in that first contract. But for the White Sox, they've made this into a science of taking it further, guaranteeing years and guaranteeing flexibility in the trade market as they project the future and the ever-changing world of of baseball finances. You know, I I, I know there are people, and and you mentioned it, maybe eventually the closer, but in terms of this year, I think Bummer's value, especially with the new rules, as a lefty who can get guys out from both sides of the plate and can be used for – uh, at least an inning, sometimes two innings, whether it's the seventh, the sixth, the eighth, or whatever. I think he's got more value as a non-closer this year. I, I agree year. with you. I, you know, and, and it's a it's a really interesting aspect that you point to the fact that you know we are in that era now where there's no specialist. You're not bringing in a lefty for one guy any longer, right? And and bummer with that with that power arm can throw that inning in a third before your closer comes in. That uh, you know to set up set up the win. So. Uh, from that point, I, I think you're you're right on the money. All right, couple cancellations already out there in Arizona. Got a feeling about the White Sox game, Bruce, or any info? Do not. You know, I've been in touch with uh, Scott Ryford and the, the fine people at the White Sox. They have not updated it yet, uh, but. Uh, Hopefully we'll have some information as you and Rosie take over as well. Yep, and then the Cubs are slated to go tonight. Uh, they're pushed outside of the rain window is is the thought process, and I know they did this in part because it's the debut of Marquis as well. want to make sure they try and get the game Well, in. it's been raining ever since I woke up this morning. Right now uh, the, the rain has uh, stopped here in Mesa, so whether that's a uh, – you know, foreshadowing of what's going to occur this afternoon. That's what they. That's what they hope that the skies uh, brighten up here, and there's going to be baseball here uh, later this afternoon. But you know, indeed, uh, you know the White Sox. They're going to have. They have Roger out here, so <laughs> he will let them know if it's playable or not. You hate like heck to to play in a soggy field, and all of a sudden you you lose a player or two with a hamstring in the first game of spring training. So I think people are going to be cautious about it. Well, if we do get games today, we're going to see Marcus Stroman against Jack Flaherty for the Mets and the Cardinals. Going to see Rocco Baldelli, the manager of the Twins, with his longtime friend, his former bench coach, Derek Shelton, on the opposite side, manager of the Pirates. Just some of the random little nuggets that are piquing my interest for baseball today. And really, you know... uh, the pitchers are going to throw 30 to 40 pitches. Yeah, okay? right. <laughs> so if they do it inside the first day or so, yeah. no harm, no foul. We just, as baseball fans, we want to see it out there on the field. We want to know the baseball season has started. We know the best play, We want to know the best players are out there on the mound. But it's it's no big deal here if they get it done. Matt, people can follow me on Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine. Also can follow me on 670thescore.com as I'm writing multiple stories on the White Sox and the Cubs every day from here. 
You have a great week. I know you and Scorehouse will be out here very soon, and we are uh, we are going to be laying out the red carpet for you guys. Yeah, man, can't wait. Um, really glad I'm coming this year, and we'll be out there on Friday, and I'm doing play-by-play for Cubs and Mariners a week That's from be tomorrow. Exciting. I can't wait to hear that. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Bruce, have a great day. All right, take care of it, man. That's Bruce Levine. He mentioned it. Rosenblum is next with me, Spiegel, at Matt Spiegel 670. If you want to get me, Saturday Suckage starts in a moment on The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.